Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. This is episode 31, and today my guest is Amber Stevenson. Amber and I met on the way to Jamaica, and she's been in my circle actually for a while, but we've never actually met in person And we had a chance to really connect on this trip, and it was just so lovely to get to know her. So we talk about that. We talk about authenticity and everything that authenticity can bring to our lives. It's just, it's so important. And it was just an incredible conversation. Amber is a health and wellness coach. Uh, She has Fierce Fitness And Fierce Females, Fierce Fitness is her business, and Fierce Females is her Facebook group. And she really talks about authenticity, and she shows up so real on her Instagram. I will put her links in the show notes, and you can go find her if if you would like. She is a lovely person you will see in a very short amount of time. Um, before we go to the conversation, I want you to, to just hear a little bit about breaking free from monogamy. We talk about it a little bit in this conversation, and I think you'll understand why I'm so passionate about it and why it's for everyone, and you should be a part of it and come come be a part of this first cohort that is going to be coming out February 22nd. I'm very excited about it. Uh, You can't tell at all. Anyways, uh, here's the little clip about it. And then we will go into this fabulous conversation with Amber Stevenson. See you soon. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy eight-week program. In this eight-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. 
why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo, and how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I've always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right For Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free From Monogamy 8-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. I am so excited about today's conversation. I am going to be talking with Amber Stevenson. See, I'm trying to hold back my excitement here and sound very professional, which that's BS. It doesn't matter. I I think she's amazing. And we just met. I mean, some of you remember that I was just in Jamaica in the sun, having a great time. But my second day there, actually the first day there, I met this wonderful person. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So you'll actually get an inside look of our little trip to Jamaica, as well as like, how being fucking authentic is amazing and why bother doing this podcast right here is going to be just a a true life example of how this authenticity thing works and why it's important and why it's important to me. So Amber, welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you too. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? That would be amazing. Okay. Well, my name is uh, Amber Jo, um, but my alter ego's name is Miss J. Uh, so Miss J is my burlesque dancer, drag queen, entertainer side of me. Um, 
I'm not really a huge fan of labels, but some that I may fall under is uh, queer cis female, ethically non-monogamous, polyamorous, a swinger, a kinkster, a submissive, uh, an entrepreneur. And I always like to put these ones in the end because like the, the first part of my introduction is always like, whoa, what is that? Like a lot of people are just like, bah. Um, and they're like, wow, you're just like so outside of the box. But I wear many labels. And so I'm also an entrepreneur, um, which means I'm a very, very hard worker. I'm in the midst of getting my realtor license. I'm a health and wellness coach. I'm also a sister, a daughter, an aunt, and a godmom. And so I just, you know, I wear many hats and each hat has value and I can equally be one while simultaneously being another. And uh, so that's always kind of how I like to introduce myself. Woohoo! I love it. Um, I don't think that um, I have ever had one hat either. You know, uh, jack of all trades, what is it, agile of all trades, whatever you want to say. Um, but funny enough, this weekend we were at, <laughs> I have to say this, we were at a girls weekend and on the Friday what? night we're sitting there and we're standing there and you literally have your bong on the counter because <laughs> you don't, you don't drink, which I think is awesome. So you're sitting there with your bong on the counter and, and another girl and I were like talking about be, having ADHD and how the best people have ADHD and how we, we literally had just met at the door pretty much. I think we'd seen each other before, but like, we're just like, we're in a conversation, like nothing had happened and blah, 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 blah. We're just talking. And she's like, yeah, most of my friends are ADHD too. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like they're the people I connect with. And then I looked at you and I know I had mentioned ADHD to you at, mm -hmm. like on the trip. And, and I was talking to you like you weren't, and you were like, you know, like looking at me. <laughs> And and this night I said, Amber, do you have ADHD? And you're like, I don't know. I I've never been diagnosed. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. And I was like, uh, because I'm pretty sure. So I asked you a few questions. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. hmm, okay. Well, that's partly why you're my people. You know, we don't have to put the label on, but but your your brain works a little bit like mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very scattered. Um, I have a very hard time. I have lots of notes. You guys can't see, but I have lots of notes because I'll forget my own name if I don't write right? it down. So, <laughs> but the beauty of that, okay, we could go. Oh, I have ADHD, and I, you know, my brain doesn't work like other people. Blah blah blah. blah. Well, fuck that. Mm. Because my ADHD is my superpower, and it always has been because it allows me to see things on a different level and see things completely outside the box for one, because I don't fit a box. And and mm -hmm. that's part, like if I focused on trying to fit a box, I'd be miserable, which yeah. I was for a long time. And mm -hmm. I was, I was, someone tried to cram me into a box and I tried to fit that box very, very nicely. And I couldn't understand why I was failing so miserably at it and why I didn't want to be in that box. Like, why was I fighting that so much? I was like, I don't want to be like this. Um, and come to realize that I'm not meant to be in a box mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how much you smash me into that box. Like I'm not going to fit and that's okay. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And if I fit in that box, you wouldn't get the Kareem that I am. Mm -hmm. I always say too, it's like, if I, if I fit or like, you know, who I am as a person, you know, sometimes, yeah, there are days when I could say like, 
this is hard and I wish I didn't have to be this way. But the one thing that I value so much, and it's why I'm very open about who I am on my social media and stuff like that. But, you know, if I have one person in a day message me and say, wow, like you are so open about what, who you are and what you like that it's made me feel not alone. And so I always say, you know, like if I wasn't who I am, like I wouldn't be able to connect with my people. Um, and therefore like my people would feel alone also. And I don't want anyone to have to feel alone. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep being me and I'm going to keep finding my people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't you think there's a big difference? And I feel like you're, you're, personal growth journey has led you to this too. Do you feel like now you don't feel responsible for other people not feeling lonely? You just get to be a part of that. Like it's a joy to get to help people not feel lonely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's my, I always feel like I always say, you know, what's my purpose in life Mm -hmm. and it's to allow people to uh to feel joy and happiness and so um but saying that it's not as you kind of said it's not my sole responsibility I don't I don't know um I guess for me it's uh I'm still I'm still growing and I think we'll always still be Mm -hmm. growing um but uh yeah I don't know there's 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 days when I find it easier and there's days when I find it harder, I guess just being real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, sometimes I know that before I really struggled with finding my self-worth in being needed and that, um, other people found value in me from the things that I could say or share or whatever, or connect with them. And that was subconsciously why I was doing that because that's how I felt valued. And that's how I felt like I was enough and that I had meaning, but now I do it because I can't help it because I, I love and I care and I'm passionate about the things that can help others, but I don't share it because I feel responsible to fix other people anymore. Actually, yeah. So at the, at the beginning of the pandemic uh, with my health and wellness uh, coaching, I would go every day online because I wanted to help other people. You know, I wanted to help other people stay committed to their goals, blah, 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 blah. But it was really like not for me. Um, but through doing it repeatedly, I've now found such joy in, and it's even like every day on my Instagram, I'll post every morning a, a very, you know, like an uplifting quote or like something just to like start the day because I know that like it makes me happy every morning. Um, and then if it touches someone else, then that's also, you know, uh, a, a blessing, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's it's interesting how those shifts happen over time, right? And and part of that, and I know that this has been a big, huge thing for you, and maybe you can share a little bit about this, but like your self-love journey, right? Like, like when you learn to love yourself and value yourself and not quote unquote need that from others. We always need it from others. We always do, or we're not, we're not it always feels isolated good. beings, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're built for community and to love each other. But when you have this deep love for yourself and, and all the parts that you don't 
love as much when you accept those and you start to really love all aspects of yourself, all your parts, um, then life changes and you don't need that outside validation to motivate you or to feel like you're like you're enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can live in your authenticity and that authenticity puts out this energy that people are attracted to and you naturally start to attract other people that also want to care about themselves in a different way. Like they're not just victims all the time. You start Mm -hmm. to draw out the people who are like, I see this energy and I want that. And I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to whatever it takes to like shed my old self and, and take on some of this energy that, that you put out, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and they don't know what it is. They don't understand, but it's just kind of this, empowered energy, the self-confidence. And and it's not a self-confidence of like, I'm better than everyone. It's just a, it's like an inner calm. Yeah. Right. And so you've been on a really big health journey, which is why you said your business called Fierce Fitness, your health and wellness yes. business. Yeah. So Fierce Fitness, what, how did that come about? Um. So, I mean, it came about, um, I mean, it's a very, very long story, but I mean, long story kind of put short. I struggled with an eating disorder. Um, and <laughs> my best friend looked at me one day and said, if you want to be ugly, keep starving yourself. And I was like, Oh crap. My hair was falling out at the time. And then I came across a, uh, online platform called body. Um, and that really helped me at the beginning. <clears throat> That's what, you know, started my journey towards self-love. Um, but then I'll be honest with you, uh, then the most important part for me um, in my fierce fitness, I mean, it's called fitness, but I'm also in kind of the, the transition of trying to maybe rebrand myself because when I say health and wellness coach, it doesn't always, and most of the time, like it doesn't a lot have a lot to do with fitness at all. Um, I really like to focus on like the wellness aspect, the loving yourself aspect. Um, so I'll be honest in saying that there are days when I don't truly love myself still. Um, you know, I'm going to start crying at the saying this, uh, Mm. it's, it's hard sometimes. And so, you know, I've been on a journey, especially throughout COVID, we had a lot of time on our hands. So, you know, uh, I chose to really put everything into myself. And so I did a lot of therapy. I've done, listened to a lot of podcasts and I'm sad I didn't uh, run into yours until just recently, but uh, I'm on the way of listening to every every episode. Nice. Um, but um, yeah, but you know, I try to just t- tell people, uh, you know, through my health and wellness coaching is that, and the biggest thing I've been trying to preach lately is that even though we might want to make changes about ourselves, so whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, like anything like that, we first and foremost have to love who we are right here and right now. And we have to love the person that we were, you know, five minutes ago and, you know, 10 months ago and two years ago, because, you know, like I talk about it in fitness a lot, but I'm like that person five years ago that you're, you know, that you look at and you're so upset about, I'm like that person did the work to get you to where you are today. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's really, really hard. Cause I can, I can preach it all day long. I can preach it. You know, yeah. I'm trying to put together this, um, fierce female, um, 
uh, Facebook group right now where we know just really like come together and build each other up and maybe have events and blah, blah, blah. But um, I can preach that all day. But yeah, there are days when I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I don't like this about myself or I don't like that. Or there are days when I'm struggling with my mental health and I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't this person. Um, so it's it's definitely hard. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if you put the hard work into yourself and that's kind of what, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, a, uh, something that I had put on my Instagram about, oh God. And there's my ADHD, uh, brain. My thought just went, Phew. I lose my thoughts all the time. So no worries. If it comes back to you, you just jump back in. I know just, okay, so we, were talking, it out. we were talking about self-love. We were talking about how, um, being authentic and oh and some days are really hard right like just trying to live what you're talking about and i think sometimes we give ourselves shame about not measuring up and not being perfect all the time mm-hmm. that's not what we're preaching did you not just remember it i just saw your eyes well, up. <laughs> i was just like jamaica versus the real world uh the one oh. thing that um, it, it's really interesting because when we talk about living authentically and loving myself and when you really truly love yourself, that's when, you know, you start to live authentically and that's when you start to bring out the authenticity in other people. And that's what really happened in Jamaica because, uh, have you said where we went? Have you? Have yeah, you I said we went okay. to Jamaica. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about just like our, our Sunday morning meetup right like yeah so i mean sunday morning i mean saturday i had met you um but i was actually having a really rough mental health day i think we were on the same flight right yes we were on the same flight flight. we were waiting for the and i was like who's this girl you know you you were like i could sense that something was off which is funny Mm -hmm. because i didn't even know you and i could sense that you were you were not in your body so we just did it up last week's podcast is about being in your body out of your yes. head. And I could tell that you were in your head. You seem like a really fun person, but you were not comfortable with who you were in that moment. But mm-hmm. you were dressed like you were comfortable with who you were. You you were saying the right things. And I didn't feel like you were a fake person at all. Like I, that's not the impression I got. Mm-hmm. I just was like, something's up right now. And I don't even know this person. Isn't that weird? That's it's so cool though when you like connect that and, way. And right? we hadn't even talked. The only thing we'd mentioned oh. was y- your suitcase was pink as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all had pink suitcase. Go pink. <laughs> like hot pink. Yours yes. was just smaller, and that's the only yes. way we could tell it apart because ours, our two suitcases were identical colors. <sighs> okay, so that was like Saturday, and we just yes. together. And I know you chilled out. You were in front of me. Um, builded his like. His work, yeah. Like I'm gonna get some work done, and you were sitting on opposite like sides of the bus, right? Like mm-hmm. opposites from each other on the seats. Um, and you just kind of had a chill down moment, and I was like, I feel you, girl. I feel you, because yeah. I was like exhausted. I was like, okay, so we have a two hour drive till we get there, and then I didn't <sighs> see you really the rest of the day. I don't think because nope. you probably like camped out and yep. kind of were recharging a little bit. Then I mm-hmm. saw you in the morning. Yes. And the morning was awesome because I remember that night when I went back to the room after I had, you know, said hello to everyone and 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 was introduced to people and so on and so forth. I went back to the room and had just a breakdown. And I said to Bill, I said, if I see someone, I'm just going to like 
like, I'm not going to just blurt it out because that would be a little weird. But like, if it comes up in the conversation, I'm just going to talk about like, and I want to be authentic and just say, hey, I was struggling. Um, because I feel like when I do that, it makes me feel less anxious, because then I don't think that people, you know, what are they thinking about me? That now they just know. They know what's right. up. And then whatever they think about me at that point, I mean, that's on them. And, um, and might I add more human, right? The this perception of perfection just just keeps people apart. Yes. But this vulnerability creates intimacy. And the, mm-hmm. and so I always say vulnerability is a superpower. And let's let's talk about how this vulnerability, this decision to be vulnerable became a superpower because this I think is amazing and this is why we're here today and I'm I'm getting all choked up right now because this is so powerful and and people are scared to be like this so tell me okay so you said you're gonna be honest you're gonna be vulnerable if some if it comes up or, or if it doesn't, you're just gonna be honest. Yeah. And you know, I had seen you at breakfast, you had your juice. Um, it looked delicious, although I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't try any. Um, the green juice? <laughs> yeah, just it was just water all week for me. Water all week. But um uh but then yeah, we just we just started talking and it just felt right. And I don't exactly remember, you know, all of the details of the conversation, but I just remember it feeling very authentic and feeling very open and feeling very non-judgmental. And I guess, you know, so thank you to you. Um, Cause you brought that out of me. And then, yeah, I felt comfortable to just tell you that, you know, I was having a rough night last night, um, but I was feeling better this morning. And, you know, I think we, you know, we just chatted about <laughs> being, you know, yeah, being, I, I say different, but I'm trying to not use the word different because you were talking about, you were talking about like, I'm so weird. And, yeah. and I, and I checked yes, your language. That's right. That's right. right. You're like, I remember. I'm so weird. And, and you know, there's things wrong with me kind of thing idea because you have food sensitivities and allergies and things like that. And so you were checking out the food and you were impressed that there was so many choices. And so we got talking about that. Cause I was like, I haven't been eating sugar, so I didn't really want to eat carbs and uh, like white carbs and things that would be high in sugar. Cause I've really, cut that out and I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's partly what my whole program that's coming out is based around is this, this whole freedom from sugar addiction program. Oh. Right. So, so the, the same concept of like learning how sugar affects you and like the actual science and how sugar is actually a poison to your body. And then relearning what I've been taught about sugar and food and all this. And then or sorry, and then unlearning what I've been taught about sugar, yeah. and then relearning how to trust myself and my body and listen to myself and not shame myself, which mm-hmm. is what came up when you were talking about, you know, shaming your, you, you basically were yeah. shaming yourself for not being able to eat stuff when it's totally not your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. you were, you know, you said something, you know, like people think I'm a princess or whatever, that kind of thing. And that, and I was like, why would you say that? And you're like, well, it's just what people say, you know, or they they tease me. And I was like, ah, you don't need to do that. Don't apologize mm-hmm. for your food sensitivities or whatever. Like, I, I'm i just make it. That's your decision. You get to choose what it is. And, you know, I'm going all like excited about, you know, this food decisions and stuff because that's what I was, you know, this 
listening to your body and being true to yourself and being authentic about your food choices. And so I was like, that's how we really got started in our conversation. And you're like, mm-hmm. thank you for that. No, you're right. You're right. I, if I'm going to eat, I, I can eat bacon and I don't have to apologize for that. Exactly. And you fucking <laughs> ate bacon all week. Oh my God. It was so funny. I ate so much bacon. <laughs> it was good bacon. Oh, oh my God. It was like, trust me, I wouldn't have ate that much bacon if it wasn't good. And the yeah. poached eggs actually were they really were good. Really that good was too. a good breakfast thing. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that just goes to, and then that's how we connected, but it just goes to show how powerful language is, right? Yeah. And that's why, that's what I'm really working on. And that's why saying things like weird and different, I'm, you know, trying to to back away from because there's nothing weird or different about me. I'm a human being and mm-hmm. we are all different and that's what makes us all beautiful. You're just your yeah. unique self and what and you get to choose what your unique uniqueness looks like. Yep. What your authenticity looks like, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I have this podcast, is because to me it's so important to actually figure out what your authenticity looks like and not compare it to someone else's authenticity. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we feel like, Oh, well they can eat all this and then they're going to make fun of me for not eating sugar. Oh, you can eat bread. And then, Oh, you're not eating carbs. No, that's not what I said. I'm not eating sugar. And there's sugar, in white carbs. processed sugar in white carbs that empty carbs. And I'm just choosing not to put that in my body because I feel better when I don't. It's not that mm-hmm. I can eat that. There's no forbidden foods. There's nothing forbidden. I get to make choices in my life. And yep. so that's what we were talking about. And then we talked about that led to authenticity. And you're like, yeah, like I used to be, you know, I don't know. You didn't say how much you weighed, but you were quite a bit bigger. And then you mm-hmm. lost all this weight. I was like, what? Really? Like I couldn't believe it. And so you got that's talking crazy. about now you're a health and wellness coach and and you're passionate about helping people with these kind this kinds of language and and authenticity and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I was like, and then when you said something about not being well yesterday, you know, I was like, I could sense that. Yeah. You said that right away. And it just, again, that just kept bringing us closer in terms of just like, I felt so aligned with our values just, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and so I think what I said to you earlier, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to say it again on the podcast, but the idea that um, as we share our vulnerability, as we allow ourselves like to be vulnerable, we open up the ability to sort of see who our souls connect with, you know, and who our people are, you know, so we could have spent the week trying to fit in with, with other people that aren't passionate about different things or whatever, and just fit in, or we can open ourselves up to allow ourselves to be able to find the people that we connect with on, on a, like to me, a soul level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an intellectual level and a heart level. To me, that's a soul level. Like it's like you can connect about talking about deep things and you can have fun together and you just, there's just an ease, right? And And there's a calm in your body. And I've said this before, when there's a calm in your body, you're almost assured that those are your people. And we don't listen to that because mm. <clears throat> a lot of times it doesn't seem fun enough or it seems like it's just uncomfortable because maybe we're used to chaos. Yeah. Right. Maybe our body's used to being so chaotic that feeling calm is so foreign that we're like, fuck, that's not right. Yep. 
But there was an instant calm once once we got our slight vulnerabilities out and we connected on sort of a, a baseline value system of authenticity. Mm-hmm. We were like, we just dropped in. Yep. And in that moment, I saw your whole body change. You dropped out of your head into your body and it was just this ease about you. And from that time on, the rest of the week, every time we'd see each other, there was just a knowing that we could be ourselves. Yep. And that's one of the things I love about this community. So we were at Hedonism 2 in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And it is a a clothing optional and sex positive resort. Like yes. you want to put it that way, right? Yep. Yep. So there's a, a nude and a prude side. On the prude side, you still can be nude, but you're allowed to wear clothes. <laughs> On the nude side, you are not allowed to wear clothes. Um, you got to strip down. And, and there's like... Anything is allowed there, like, I mean, within reason, but there's there's no, like, limits on, like, a lot of nudist places, It's there's no sexuality. Like, that doesn't cross. But this is kind of a conversion of the two, right? Nudism mm-hmm. and so there's the comfort and beauty of this connected nudism where there's no, um, it's the great equalizer, I always say. Like, being nude and having a oh. conversation with someone, like... There's no like status, there's no fancy clothes, fancy watches. It's, it's like everyone is just equal and you can just have conversations about anything because you're already at your most vulnerable, really. Honestly. <laughs> right? So there's nothing between you to, it's just a really good starting place for equality, right? And and no judgment. We're already at a place, if we're going to go be nude, we're already at a place where we we're kind of comfortable with who we are to some level, comfortable with our body on some level not perfect. You know, we Mm -hmm. we haven't, we haven't made it all the way. We're always going to struggle with some things, Mm -hmm. but we're kind of all coming from a, a place of equality of where we don't judge each other for each other's bodies kind of thing. And that's Mm -hmm. huge because that's, that's a veering away from society standards, right? Where everybody is like looking at each other, you're this size and that, and then there's this actual aspect too. And nobody's judging people's sexual choices, right? So you had said something, you're kinky. Mm-hmm. That was also something that came up. Um, and so you're a sub. I was like, what is that? What does that look like, <laughs> you know? Um, and there's all different kinds of dom-sub situations. And and by no means were you controlled by Bill the whole week. <laughs> Not like, at all. <laughs> not at all. You were your own person. Like, you guys, I nicknamed her the Energizer Bunny because, like, <laughs> this girl, full out dance energy. Like, I have never seen someone so. I mean, I, I wish I could move like you. I wish I had that <laughs> kind of like confidence and energy, but like, you just get lost in that. I guess I my do. my substitute is like, I can just sit there and play anything on the piano and I don't really care who's watching me and who's, who's doing, I I'm just confident and I can just play mm-hmm. anything, Right. Mm-hmm. But get me dancing. <laughs> That's a whole different story. I'm getting there. I, I made some pretty good strides. Oh, you had some good, good dance moves. I saw some good dance moves. <laughs> I was watching you. I was watching you, Amber. I was like, okay, take a note. I got this. Oh yeah. Oh, Cause no, we, ta- oh, we have oh, to talk God. about it. <laughs> 
That's so funny. We both thought of it at the same time, didn't we? Yes. Okay, so breakfast, let's move on from there. So the rest of the week, we just kind of had to... And then Bill came to me later, and he says, thank you so much for having that conversation with Amber. He's like, I just really appreciate you for being you. And he didn't even know me. I hadn't even had a conversation with him yet. And it was just like, we take care of each other, right? And, And Steve, it was the same thing too. Like Steve was just really appreciative of of just our being real with each other because we we went with a big group. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them, I went with like two separate groups, like groups that didn't really know each other. Like they went separately, but I was sort of this, Steve and I were the middle person for each group, each group right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of pulled the two groups together, which is really cool uh, yes. because now Jake and um, – and and the one girl's connected and they host events. And so Jake is going to promote that. And she's promoting ah. the club. And I was like, yay, connections. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Networking. So anyways, um, yeah, it was just really cool to see sort of like my true authentic people that I love dearly. And, and I think that's another thing that really like in this sort of swinger world, it's not popular to talk about polyamory, right? Yes. And and that also came out in our breakfast conversation. I was like, you know what? I'm all about connection. Like, I don't really care if I have sex with anybody else. I really don't. That's not why I'm there at all. I'm just there to be freely myself. Mm-hmm. And this community provides me the space for that. You mm-hmm. literally can design and choose whatever framework you want and however you want that to look for you. There is zero judgment. And I put that mm-hmm. out right away with you, right? I was like, this is me. This is how I operate. And actually, I'm polyamorous. and I have huge amounts of love for people. And, and you're like, oh, my gosh, me too. <laughs> you said it quietly at first. And then you're like, no, oh, my God, that's so cool. And so we I, I, think, I, think about I whispered it. And I was like, why did I whisper that? I know. <laughs> and, but I got it because it was like, you can't. People think you're a threat in a swinger yes. environment. They're like, oh, they're going to love me. And they're going to try to take me for my spouse. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why do we do this to each other? <laughs> I literally just love you. I don't need you to be mine. <laughs> I just, I just, wanna, sort of I love, just you. love your heart. I yeah. love your, can I not just love your heart? It doesn't mean you have to write me love messages and be my person. Like, I don't know. There's such a misconception. Mm-hmm. I can also have relationships with other people that are deep and intimate and connected. I can do that. It It just means that I get to each person i get to design the levels that kind of naturally flow for that mm-hmm. relationship and i think that is truly authentic and beautiful to have the ability and the safety to to be able to be autonomous in your decisions about who you connect with and mm-hmm. I was put in a box for so long about who I was allowed to connect with and not connect and who I belong to and what's appropriate to be. And a submissive wife doesn't do this. And a, a Christian wife can't, you know, can't ride in a car with another husband because that might look like they're they're having an affair or this. And it was all about appearances for other people. And now I'm like, I don't care what other people are. like. If I know that what I'm doing is ethical and honest and beautiful then why do I need to justify that? And that flip is just like, I love who I am and I love the kind of loving person that I am now mm-hmm. way more than when I was the loving person because I had Christ, right? Like, 
that was supposed to be the most authentic love. But what I found is that that kind of love that I had was all pre-scripted for me. Yeah. The do's and don'ts and the shell nots and the thou blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, what does Kareen enjoy in life? What kinds of connections does she enjoy in life? Because that's valuable. And there's other people that also want those connections. And why are we holding those back for a sake, the sake of societal standards mm-hmm. when society in general is miserable? Well, and not only that, but like society has changed. <laughs> like I, I, I love this whole like, well, that's the way it used to be. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I like, I, and I always use this as like my first example. I'm like, I don't remember. I was like back in like the 1920s, I believe. I don't know. It could be, it could be a little bit early. It could be a little bit late. When babies popped out of the womb, boys were wrapped in pink and girls were wrapped in blue because blue was seen as a docile, calm color and pink was seen as like a bright and like energetic color. And that's what a man's supposed to be. And you know, docile is what a woman's supposed to be. But what do we do now when women, when babies pop out of the womb as a, you know, female, they get wrapped in pink. And boys get wrapped in blue. So this whole like, you know, this is, well, this is the way it's always been. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, go check your history facts. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like second of all, especially when it comes to polyamory, go check your history facts. Monogamy. monogamy I was like, it's so unnatural. (laughs) Right. And, and like, and I'm not here to judge people who want to be monogamous at all. Please, (laughs) if you want to be monogamous, then be it. But choose it don't just go oh that's the only way that's supposed to or that's the natural way or that's the right way it's like Mm -hmm. no go go read the bible even Mm -hmm. you know like if you want to get all spiritual on me go read the bible because you're ignoring the passages where king solomon had 300 wives and 700 concubines concubines being basically hookers i mean they were just women in a place awaiting him to call them in for the night Mm mm-hmm there's 700 of them. They're not even going to see him more than once a year, possi- probably. Probably. He can't get through all of them and his wives. Like, But this was normal. And so we don't judge King Solomon for that. Mm-hmm. Never once in, in Bible study did we ever say, oh, my gosh, he was so immoral. We say that Solomon had a whole heart. I remember that in Bible school, right? Like, whole heart. David had a half heart. And uh, the this uh, Saul, King Saul, like had no heart. And, and I just remember it was like these visuals to just tell the story of the Bible in like quick, like six, you know, just pictures very quickly wow. on a timeline. And I remember thinking Solomon was was the pure king that had a whole heart, and and all. That. And I'm like, but we never mentioned how immoral he was having sex with multiple women. Like what? We don't bother, but oh my gosh, if you have sex before you're married, that was the absolute worst thing. Absolute yeah. worst thing. And I mean, I, in some ways I'm thankful for that because I probably would have made some really bad decisions mm-hmm. because my, uh, well, I mean, case in point, the the church that I, I went to here when I was going to church, um, there was like maybe four teenagers, five teenagers in that little country church. Yeah. Three out of the four girls got pregnant (sighs) before they were married because they weren't taught how to think for themselves. They were just told what not to do. Yeah. They weren't weren't taught taught contraceptives. They weren't taught this. They weren't taught that. 
They were just taught it was wrong. Don't do that. And what do you do if you're told not to do something? Well, you You focus on that. You dwell (laughs) on it. You try to figure out a way to not do it. And in that, you're thinking about doing it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, What would that be like? Okay. And then on top of that, I think I mentioned this before, but the the those girls not not the boyfriends may i add those girls had to go up to the front and apologize to the whole congregation for their sin yeah like this is this is the right way and when they look at what i'm talking about which is about authenticity and being true to yourself and being ethical and honest and kind and respectful in your relationships with others in your marriages in your partnerships being your whole self and loving your person for who they are and all of their authenticity somehow that is not okay yeah because it's not the standard yeah yeah, I think, you know, it's, I, I think it's just, well, quite wild. And like talking about, you know, I, I didn't grow up Catholic, but I definitely was not taught anything about sex. Um, it was just like, don't do it. Like, just don't do it until, yeah, you're married, basically. Um, and I got myself into a bunch of really, like not great situations over, you know, the 15, last 15 years of sexuality that that I've had. And obviously I've learned. And so, you know, gotten better at it, but yeah, like I put myself in some really uncomfortable and situations because, you know, I didn't have any conversations about that kind of stuff because yeah, you know, it's, it's the seedy conversations, right? Right? It's the, uh, it's the immoral, you're talking about immoral stuff. So let's just not talk about it as though it's not going to happen. And I'm like, dudes, it happens. So let's talk about it. <laughs> right. And also your body's not actually your own. It's your future husband. So really you don't get to speak up for your own body. I mean, that's not what we're told, but that is subconsciously implied mm-hmm. when you're like, I don't have control of my sexuality my whole life. And then once I get married, so at 22, I got married. I gave my sexuality over to my husband. That was subconscious Mm -hmm. because that was my programming. And so in my mind, I had been taught masturbation is wrong to begin with. So now I'm married, but I belong to my husband and sex is with him. So masturbation is still wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, don't we know that um, that's kind of an important thing (laughs) in order to have a healthy sex life? If you don't know your body, how in the world are you going to explain it to someone else? But really, that that doesn't matter because your body's not your own. It's your partner's. And so I really want to undo that thinking. So so the, the program that is coming out soon is called Breaking Free from Monogamy. And that might give people the wrong impression, but I think it like makes you think and go, what, why do I need to break free from monogamy? You know, monogamy's fine. Monogamy's the way. But really, if you look further, it's like, I just want you to break free from the mono mindset that you've been programmed with, that default programming, so that you can see what you've been taught about what relationships are supposed to be and what sexuality is supposed to be. And then be able to let go of that so that you can go, oh, 
this is what it actually is. And now I have all these choices. Oh, so a relationship doesn't have to be a fairy tale. It doesn't have to be forever or I've failed. It doesn't have to be where that my partner, if they love me, fulfills all my needs. Oh, I can let go of that thinking and now I can actually authentically see my person for who they are, that they can't read my mind, that they're not expected to, that I'm actually responsible for my own needs and then to communicate that but not expect that from them. So it's literally this course, this program is about up-leveling your mindset in order to be able to do relationships in a healthy, positive self-loving way and and i think it's so important because like a lot of people when they talk about monogamy they go well no like we communicate like we we," and i'm like no actually you're just on an escalator right now and you just do the next thing i'm like actually like polyamory that takes communication because you have to you have to talk a lot of monogamous, and again, not here to to crap on people who are monogamous, um, but people a lot of the times who are choosing to be monogamous right now aren't choosing. Um, they're just doing and they're just going through life and going through the next stages of life. Um, and so it's very valuable, I think, because like I'm a bit younger than a lot of the people that I hang out with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say, uh, you're, I'm really lucky to have kind of found this out now. And that they wish that they would have found it out earlier in their lives, um, because they're they're living a much more happy, authentic life now mm-hmm. um, than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's so it's so potent to recognize that we have choice, right? And so, and, and the thing is, like someone who's monogamous, who's judging non-monogamy, it's not their fault. Like they've literally been programmed to think that. And so we have to realize that the the things that we judge about other relationship styles outside of monogamy, you're not doing that on purpose. Like you've literally been told to judge that. You've been made to think that anything outside of monogamy is not right. And religion has affected that Mm -hmm. and has made a huge impact on society. And society's, I mean... You can live with someone before you're married now and it's not so shameful. You can have children out of wedlock now and it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, the scarlet letter anymore, right? Um, so there is progress that way. But still, the idea of being able to love more than one person at the same time or having sex with more than one person at the same time when you're in a committed relationship doesn't even compute to most people. Mm-hmm. And so I only want to undo the programming so that you can now design and create what it is that works for you and you create your own programming going forward not just go with what's accepted and if at the end of of the program you're like no i still want to be monogamous because this feels better to me but monogamy inherently doesn't make things safer it doesn't and and i think that we think if i'm monogamous like I'm protecting myself from pain. I'm protecting myself from other people stealing or yeah, like stealing my person or jealousy. And it's such a scarcity mindset. And I feel like if we were taught the, the mindset of, of non-monogamy, 
and applied it to monogamy, everyone would have healthier monogamous relationships. So that's right. And that's my point. My point is that why not unlearn this, the programming that you've been taught about monogamy so that you can have healthier monogamy? And oh, if you've never felt like monogamy is for you and it doesn't work for you and you felt odd and you felt like, why do I have these other desires? Why do I want to have sex with someone else? Mm-hmm. That's totally wrong. You don't have to feel weird about it. You can go, oh my gosh, there is a, there is a choice of that, doing that beautifully ethically and it's a whole lot of fun and the Mm -hmm. people that do that are so awesome yeah yeah it's i remember like you know the first time i I truly was like oh my god like i can or sorry brain fart i remember when like feeling oh my god i love this person but like i'm like having feelings or i'm like you know i want to have sex with that person or you know, I'm, I'm flirting with this person and it's like, oh my, like we're taught mm-hmm. like, every freaking movie, like that, you know, the person who's having the affair or person who's having thoughts outside of their relationship are this bad, evil, disgusting, vile person. And that's how I felt for a long time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was in three committed relationships and each, com- each relationship will be very honest. I had affairs in, um, and I didn't recognize what was going on. And then I finally realized that monogamy wasn't for me and that one person was never, ever going to fill my everything. And there was nothing wrong with that. And actually that was quite healthy for me to recognize because then I could have much healthier, open, honest um, relationships. And so again, yeah, I always like to be really honest and brutally open. (laughs) Well, and, and the thing is that happens so often and it's so vilified. And the thing is, like we're designed to care and and literally lust after other people because that's part of our chemistry <laughs> like if you connect with someone on a level oxytocin pumps out you you want to connect on a deeper level and often that turns into a sexual connection too um and that's not that's not wrong but we are taught that oh my god i'm the worst person ever and i thought there was something so wrong with me and i was always so afraid like anxious inside that i would have an affair even though i was so committed to not having one and i never did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i had to shut myself off in order to remain you know and so as a monogamous person to come to that realization realization that your partner's not going to meet all your needs and remain in a monogamous relationship what does that do for the relationship not it's just not good like i mean at the end of all of my relationships we're just you know at the end, we hate each other. And it's like, you know, that's never what I wanted because I care about, you know, all three of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it just, yeah, it, you know, it causes a lot of fight, a lot of tension, a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, not not fun times. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I, I think what I'm getting at too is like, once you come to that realization though, that that one person is not going to meet all your needs, you can you can go oh there's nothing broken about this yes. relationship right like it's it just it's that freedom and if you choose to be in that monogamous relationship and recognize that your partner does not need to fill all your needs then there's nothing wrong with your relationship it's not yeah. broken 
and it doesn't need to be ended. And I think that's one thing I love about non-monogamy so much is that I get to have like this beautiful relationship with Steve and he's not everything to me and I'm not everything to him, but that's perfectly okay. I don't have to leave him. I can go have friendships that are really close. They might not be sexual and they fill a need. You know, I can go do things with them that he just absolutely doesn't want to do. And that's totally okay. And they could be a guy even, and that's totally fine. Or they can be another partner of mine and he can be like, okay, I'm chilling out tonight or I've got my kids this weekend and you go for it. Go have fun. And I've got my person that loves completely different things. Like we can like geek out about psychology and, you know, coaching and all these things and and business with the other person. But that's so so not of interest to Steve, for instance, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's totally supportive and loves that. But like for him to talk hours on end with me about my coaching business, yeah, not. He yeah. doesn't love that because <laughs> I'm always on. So when I see him, I consciously turn that business side of myself off uh, so I can actually enjoy just some intimate time. But I know that I have other people that I can turn it back on with and it can apply to all different things. So for you, are all your partners, and I don't know how many you have, it doesn't even matter if you have other partners right now, but if you did, um, are all of them pink partners? Uh, no, actually, uh, Bill is the only one that I will probably ever do kink with for like as long as I can think of, because for me, kink is something that you have to really, really, really like trust. And I trust all of my other partners, Mm -hmm. but like, that's just like, he's my sir and calling anyone else, like Mm -hmm. anything, anything else would be weird. Um, like I don't mind if my other partners like slap my ass or like, you Mm -hmm. know, choke me, something like that. But like, if we're doing like a scene, Mm -hmm. like Bill is sir, I am princess, Mm -hmm. um, or slut, one of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yes, very, very different. Um, it's like, I have to say, like, I, I watched a bit of that dynamic with you too. And it's like, people think, you know, like a, a dom, your sir, for instance, is someone who wants to be in control and, you know, is using this as like Bill is the sweetest, most loving person. Like he's so gentle and kind with you. Like I was just like, it's such a sweet dynamic that you guys have, even though you're the sub and he's the dom. And that's the way you choose to have that. But I just want to point out that, okay, so this is your dynamic with him and you might be kinky with him but that's not necessarily what you need with other people and that's the beauty of having the potential to design each relationship for what it is mm-hmm. because like for instance another one of my relationships um was a really great friend it was sexual for a bit and now it's just back to just friendship without the sex and it's like There's zero problem with that. And I think they're amazing and I share with them and I love being around them, even though that's the sexual part isn't isn't a part of it because everybody fits a different need, a different place, and not everybody has to be everything. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I really liked about what you said about, you know, you were you were sexual and then now you're not sexual for a bit and because a lot of the times when anything other than going up the relationship escalator, mm, yes. 
um, they think it's a failure. So like you get divorced, it's a failure. And I'm like, wait, were you in a 20 year marriage? Were you in a 30 year marriage? Like, I'm pretty sure that's fairly successful. Like I would, like if someone, if someone goes, <laughs> I'm retiring after 30 years, I'm like, oh, you, you're, you you're, failed you're, at your job. You failed at your job. It's like, <laughs> no, you worked for 30 like years at a job. Like, so I like that example. A right, lot. Right? Take it, take it. Um, I love that. Because, yeah. And so, you know, this, this, and I unfortunately just had a relationship, I guess not just, it was last year now, but, um, fail because then unfortunately they, they could use your course. Um, but they were very <laughs> much in the monogamous mindset and couldn't understand de-escalation. Um, mm-hmm. and thought that because there was de-escalation, it was like, you know, uh, a, a failure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I really like that you, you know, you, you talk about that and the, go, the going up and the down and that you guys are still friends. And so, and that's how it should be. You know, mm-hmm. you should still be able to. Um, cause that's what, when people are like, you still have your exes on Facebook. And I was like, well, yeah, like I don't, hate them like I shouldn't want to hate them like I want them to be happy um we were just not good together and 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 the the last thing I will talk about just quickly is um the whole change thing like people well you've changed well I hope I've changed in 30 (laughs) years like if I haven't changed then like I'm just like if you haven't changed then like you yeah like just don't talk to me like just yeah put me in the casket and throw me out to sea um because change is a good thing. And, and, and just because we change and then therefore it might not be the same fit or mold mm-hmm. to someone again, doesn't mean you failed. It just exactly. means that life, like the world is still spinning. Exactly. The earth is still spinning. As you, and do you know what I love? Um, so a few podcasts ago, I had Dr. Jolie Hamilton on and she is a, um, a researcher and she researches, um, jealousy and she, she helps people color outside the lines. Outside the lines, she, she is a um, uh, ethical non-monogamy coach, and she's polyamorous, and all that kind of stuff. She's open relationship, so she deals with a lot of this stuff, and so she does a lot of reels on. Actually, I just posted one that she posted today, so on my story hey, today is one. Um, but she talks talked the other day about romantic friendships. And normalizing romantic friendships. And I was like, oh my God, because I have a lot of friendships that are like, they feel like romantic, loving friendships and there's no sex. Yep. And people are like, you can't do that. It has to ask. You can't cuddle and not turn into sex. You want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Try me. No, I mean. I have such a beautiful connection and and it could look like we're dating to the outside world but it's like a deep friendship and people have no framework for that right like mm-hmm. it has to be this friends with benefits or friends with no benefits but not too much emotion like there's all these rules placed on what your friendship should look like and she's like what about romantic friendships where you can bring each other flowers or you can like cuddle if you need to or just be there for each other during the day if if there's something that comes up? And I thought, I have a friend who who comes over on a regular basis. Like yesterday, she knows having a bad day and she just showed up. She made dinner while I was Aww. teaching lessons. And she made dinner and we had dinner and then we she body doubled me because she knows that with my ADHD, sometimes I just like, if I just have someone sitting there next to me doing their own thing, 
it helps me to stay focused. So yep. she's like, do you need me to body double? And I was like, oh. So she came and body doubled me. I got a bunch more done. And then we watched episodes of, um, um, well, we've been watching Criminal Minds from the beginning. Oh. And uh, that's funny because the technology is so old when you look at it from the beginning. But regardless, like flip phones and stuff. Anyways, mm-hmm. so we watched that and cuddled. And then she had a sleepover. And, and this is like a regular thing for us. And I... I said to her the other day, I ran downstairs after listening to this reel and I was like, I said, hey, guess what? We have a romantic friendship. That's so <laughs> like, cute. That's the name of it. That's the name of it. And I just like, I love that because it was so cute. And it's just, like not sexual at all. And um, it's just. It doesn't hold any less value. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. that I get to design my life exactly how I want with. um all these cool sort of constructions of relationships that suit my desires and my needs and theirs too, you know, and we can negotiate. And if they don't, if they don't want what I want, they don't have to agree to it. Exactly. Nobody's locked in. Nobody's like, Oh, that's not fair. You can't give them that. I'm like, well, it's fair if they agree to it and they don't want that either. Yep. Why? What's not fair about that? Well, you can't give them everything. Well, what if they don't want everything? Like, then, then it's totally fair and ethical. It's consensual like, and mutual. And exactly. Ethical, exactly. Like, you're you're missing the point. You're stuck in the should haves, and it should be like this, and it should, or you can't. And I don't prescribe to that anymore. That's a box I don't want to be in. And I would say that my relationships now are way more meaningful, more loving, more ethical, and more. I honor the people so much more and I honor myself so much more um, than I ever did as the good Christian wife who gave up who I was, but who was a really good wife, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I was the wife who was never going to say no to my husband. And um, I always flip things and, you know, saw the good in people and I saw the best things and I would not take things, try not to take things personally as like, you know, I would always try to understand and, you know, so I mean, you were Plato. Yeah. But I, I was, it was so important to me mm-hmm. to have a good relationship. I didn't want to be the victim all the time and things like that. Um, but I'd say now that, you know, I'm not playing by the rules. I'm a much better partner than I ever was when I was doing all the quote unquote right things. So. Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild what happens when you step outside the box and start living your true authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've even looked back at relationships and been like, you know, been able to take responsibility and ownership of like the shit that I've done because I've, you know, just tried to follow the like. It, yeah. But and then now, as um, in these open and honest relationships, and you know, yeah, living my authentic self, I just it's it. It just feels a lot better and I can, yeah, just being me. It's beautiful to be mm-hmm. able to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to have to do um, another part because we didn't talk a whole lot about Hito and, and the experiences there. And I mean, honestly, to me, the experiences were about the connections that I made and how our group, like it was so cute because on Saturday night, a bunch of us saw each other. Well, Friday night, a bunch of us were together, the girls. 
But on Saturday night, a bunch of us were together again as the couples mm-hmm. and all the ones that were in Jamaica, I think were there pretty much. Yeah. And it was like the family coming back together. And yeah. it just felt like, so like we, we kind of all had, we're like the family's back together, you know? And, and that's what it did. And it could have been like, Oh, all these sexy shenanigans and blah, 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 blah. But it was so much more than that. It was about being real together and connecting. And that's what I want people to realize is in this world, you could go to a resort like Hedo. And if you're willing to be yourself and to be a little bit vulnerable and to share who you are and be willing to accept that you're not perfect, but still love that side of yourself, you will find a world that accepts you and accepts all those parts of you and you in turn can accept all the parts of other people because there's no rules for who fits and who doesn't and you get to be a hundred percent yourself and you gravitate to your people and those connections are for life like we've got each other's backs if i need anything i know i can call on my family Mm-hmm. I know I could call any one of those people we were in Jamaica with and like the love that we all had for each other. Like how many, and a lot of them are not polyamorous, but it was like deep. I love you so much. And these connections of like, oh, it was so nice to connect with you. It was so nice to hang out with you. And like, uh, we didn't really have sex with anybody else that week except for like one couple. And it was not about that. It was, and yet we felt so fulfilled and so energized and connected to our, our people. And it was just so beautiful in that way. And I really want people to hear that side. Would you agree? Was that your experience too? Oh yeah. Um, it just, you know, I, I love that you could, you know, lifestyle. I mean, I've been in the lifestyle for a while now, you know, go to a lot of lifestyle clubs, but clubs can be a really hard place to socialize mm-hmm. and connect yeah. with people. And so I really valued Hedo for, yeah, those quiet moments. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I got into a lot of shenanigans uh, <laughs> down in Hedo, uh, which mm-hmm. is amazing and fabulous. And again, no judgment on anyone's part. No um, naked shenanigans on a piano. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> um, but it's, it was just really nice to, um, to make, those quiet connections that I wouldn't have been able to make anywhere else. And, uh, and now I feel like, yeah, I'm even more a part of this family. Mm. Well, that's a beautiful, I have loved this conversation, Amber. We definitely have to do this again. You could be a co-host with me again and we can just talk about topics. And <laughs> I just, I love how our conversation just flowed so easily. And um, so I hope you all enjoyed it too. Cause I know I'm like, I'm buzzing inside and I don't no. think it's just the coffee I've been drinking. <laughs> I'm literally I'm buzzing. I know. Cause I like, to me, this is life for me is these deep conversations and connections like this. Like it's just to me, I'd rather do that than go and, you know, spend a night at the club even. Right. Like yeah. I, this is so fulfilling to me. I love it. It's even mm-hmm. better. I'm going to say it. It's even better than sex. Like it's just as fulfilling to me. It diff yeah. in a different way. Yeah, I would, I would have to say, I have to say almost like not more fulfilling, but it's, you know, uh, uh, this can be on a broader scale. Sex is very like in the moment Mm -hmm. and whereas like this is on a much broader scale. So yeah. 
Yeah. I think people are afraid to be vulnerable and true, but man, there is so much to that. Tell you, open up. And if you want to know more, come and join my program, the eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program, where we're going to deconstruct that mono mindset and help you just have a more authentic, healthy relationship with yourself and with others and with your sexuality. Let's do it. That's my little plug. (laughs) Um, All right. So before we go, I will put any of your links in the show notes. If you want to, you know, invite people to your new Facebook group or anything like that, you go for it. So you tell us where we can find you and what the exciting yeah. things that you're doing. If ah! you would like, we will um, we will put it in the show notes. Okay. No um, pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, find me on Instagram at Miss underscore Amber underscore Joe. So M I S S underscore Amber underscore Joe J O. Um, there's a special, uh, special reason behind the Joe and J O. Um, anyway, so that's my Instagram. Um, also on Instagram, miss, so M I S S J underscore slays. So S L A Y S. Um, find me on Facebook, Amber Stevenson. Then you'll be able to find me through my groups there. Um, maybe I'll give them to Kareen to post uh, down, down below. Um, fierce, fierce fitness and fierce females are two of the groups that I'm currently running. Um, so if you're interested, hit me up. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. No. And I think, um, you know, if you like Amber knows her shit when it comes to like fitness and stuff, like she has done so much work and you should see, you should see her fitness. Like, honestly, um, I'm so impressed with, with what you've done and accomplished. And, and, oh, we didn't talk about the chair. Oh, we didn't the talk about it. Okay. We'll okay. talk about that. We'll talk about that two. in another one. Yeah. We have yeah. to do this soon again. Um, yeah. but when I walked into the gym the one day, she had just finished doing like an over six minute plank and she just about died, but she did it at six minutes and eight seconds it was screenshot. I remember yeah. like it was yesterday and I, cause I thought there is no way in hell I could ever do that. Um, <laughs> but no, like, and, and don't worry. She's not just about planks. <laughs> we do she lots won't of make, she won't, I'm doing, I'm doing she won't make you do right a now. six. She won't make you do a six minute plank. I promise. No. Maybe a four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How about 30 seconds? I could do that. We'll start there. We'll start yeah, there. Right? Um, but no, she, she is very, um, great and she can help you with your health and fitness if that is something you are looking for and uh yeah and she's very sex positive so if that comes into it then you know and we can we can work together too if if you need a little crossover help mm-hmm. and you know we're here for each other so it's all big yes. loving community and we got your back so yes we do all right well i love you so much amber and i'm so happy we got to meet me too. I feel like um, life has changed and I'm super excited to have you in it. And uh, yeah, to, to more here, we'll, we'll ching our, our fake teas and coffees here. <laughs> you know, a cheers, <laughs> a cheers of, uh, to new friendships and to um, soul connections and to authenticity. Yes. So as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, 
authenticity is the key. Or don't bother being sex positive. <laughs> I just added that now, but it's so true. I mean, you could be like, I'm sex positive and here's the label for this and this and this and this and this and this. And I, that's not authentic. That's just trying to put people in other boxes. Not that labels aren't useful, but, yes. but you know, like, we have to choose. Let's them. not just be dogmatic about something else. Yes. <laughs> let's let's talk about be, this forever. <laughs> I know. Let's be sex positive and honest and beautiful and, and loving and, authentic you know if we're authentic at our core everything just flows beautifully so that's how i'm gonna leave it i love you all thank you so much for coming and amber love you thank you love you and we will talk again soon all right oh my god i am still buzzing from that conversation with amber so much fun isn't she great i just had such a good time and we were talking as we got off the call, we're like, I feel like these kinds of conversation are just as good as sex. And she starts laughing and I thought she was going to disagree, but she's like, no, it, it's true. Like sometimes it might even be better than sex. And I agree with that too. And it's just in a different way, but like the ability to connect on a deep level with people is just so fulfilling. And, um, it involves our body as well, right? Like, like we had chills throughout this conversation sometimes, you know, goosebumps, chills, and it's just such a nice warm connection and just the conversation flowed so well. So I'm glad you guys got to be a part of that. Um, it really doesn't matter if anybody listens to it. We just had a great time. Um, but I think it was also very, such an important conversation, really such an important conversation about authenticity about ethical non-monogamy and its various forms, about loving yourself, about living in your truth and all the things. Um, and then just about how my upcoming program can really help with sort of deconstructing this mono mindset as we talked about, this mindset that keeps us stuck in going up the escalator, you know, progressing through relationships or through life with a certain set of expectations and rules that we have to follow and, and the expectations we have to meet or we're not worthy or we're not enough or we haven't reached, you know, success or things like that. And, you know, we can do away with that and we can create our own rules and we can create our own things that work for us and we can design our relationships the way we want them to look like. And if that means monogamy, awesome. Go for it. Just be intentional about it and use the skills of not having expectations and and learning to love yourself and to see things in a different way. Apply those beautiful skills to your relationship to your monogamous relationship and watch how it thrives and how you thrive sexually when we let go of the shame and guilt that are controlling our views of sexuality and things like that. So I challenge you to go take the quiz. Is monogamy right for me? The links will be in the show notes. And sign up for my course, sign up for my program. I would love to have you in that program. It is a group program, but it's a smaller, intimate groups. And we just get to some really cool 
cool learning and cool undoing of programming and and reprogramming. So I'm so very excited about it. I cannot wait for all the transformations that are going to happen as a result of this program. It's so beautifully put together and I'm so grateful for Charlotte Harris from Freedom from Sugar Addiction for working with me and for our joint venture that we have together on this project and it is just such a beautiful marriage if you will of styles and values and intention and our authenticity and the way that we see the world just comes through in and how we've set up these these programs. And so I'm so excited to have you be a part of it. So come join us. Look for the link in the show notes or in my bio. And I hope to see you there soon. Love you all. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching. And you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.